Welcome back to Points and Doinks, another fantastic episode, episode number 17. After the first week of playoffs, I quit. I quit fantasy football. I don't do this anymore. <laughs> How'd you do, Trev? Why don't you, why don't you cue the people in on how you did this week? Well, first, before I cue people in, I have to introduce my co-host. As you just heard, that is Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, I am Tyler. And then Cheese is here, like usual. Cheese? I am here, and I am here like usual. Now, I could do anything right last week. Nothing worked. Nothing mattered. Absolutely steamrolled by Tyler. Get murdered as a first seed. It's 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 terrible to hear from myself. Yeah, yeah. I I I mean. I would like to say that it was because of the QB change you made last second, but no, I just I just straight up beat your team as as an eight seed who barely snuck into the playoffs. It's time for me to do some damage. And Travis can't even get playoff wins in the losers bracket either because I won. We both beat them this week. Yeah, no, it didn't matter. Um, well, that one, but that one I had a you know players that you're not going to pull out. That that was what screwed me was. It was it players that were on the fence. It was what it was, but players that I'm not gonna pull out, just not performing up to stuff, snuff, and then people on the bench outperforming. It's like that fucking hurts the most. I don't know. But what about your other leagues? What about the leagues we're not in? How did lost? I, just lost the same thing. Did you go? Oh, did you go oh for this week? I lost everything. He lost everything. The most important week to to at least win one. I lost every single competition. Well, in real football news, I won fifty bucks this week because I know how to make some picks. Yeah, what was up with that? I won fifty bucks. What is up with that? That was the that was the play barstool thing that I told you about. Probably six weeks ago, Trav, that you said. That yeah, you I was. I was trying I to get, do that. I'm I was gonna... trying to get him to explain it to the audience so they know what he's talking about. Nah. Well, there's a little barstool play app. Pigs can pick them. You pick a bunch of spreads, and if you get, I think it's eight or nine right, then you move on to the finals. And if you have the correct score of the Monday Night Football game, you can win thirty thousand dollars. I did not win. Nobody won. So now next week. The pot grows bigger to, I believe, $35,000. So get on in, download the Play Barstool app so you can win. It's just like back in high school, Trev. You invite me to play your little pick your little pick em pool, and then what happens within the first few weeks? I dominate and get the dub. Yeah, um, we are not sponsored by Barstool, so don't yet. try any promo yet. codes or anything yet. <laughs> yeah. One, uh, day, one day they'll pick us up. Yeah, sure. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, not if not if you got uh, one of our co-hosts going zero for five on on week one of the playoffs. Four. Oh, sorry, zero for four. Fucking asshole. I went two and zero, so they should pick me up. Well, that's why I said when I was asking for questions today that don't worry, they're not just going to me. Yeah, you can fade my answers. But anyways, there's not much to talk about. Uh, do you guys have any quick waiver wire stuff to to fill out? I know at this point, at this point, what you're doing is you're recognizing 
uh, unless you have injuries, you're recognizing uh, potential backups that you may need to hold for the rest of the remaining couple weeks and identifying players that are on your bench who aren't probably going to make a starting position at any time in the future to just give yourself a little backup, right? Yeah, per- pretty much. If you made it this far and you're still in playoffs, you, you probably aren't looking for any any plug-and-play people right now. Did you guys have any um, big standout things you wanted to touch on from last week and what you saw? Well, last week I was a little hesitant on Jalen Hurts saying we're not going to see too much from him because it is New Orleans, one of the best defenses in the league. But New Orleans apparently has never seen a running quarterback this year and Jalen Hurts paid the price, or they paid the price from Jalen Hurts. If you're stitching together a quarterback, he has a very favorable matchup going on the rest of the year. He's playing Arizona this week, playing Dallas next week, I believe. So if you're stitching together a quarterback and you don't like the matchup you have, I think Jalen Hurts is a viable option. Yeah, he pretty much nailed everything I wanted to bring up with, J- with Jalen Hurts. I told the people last week they should go out and grab him and at least stash him. And, I mean, he didn't – he wasn't very productive through the air. I think he completed like 17 passes, didn't even throw for 200 yards and only threw for one touchdown. But where he's getting his points is on his feet. He was he was a 100-yard rusher last week. And I think going into this week – He'll even he'll have an even better opportunity to get you more points through the air as well as as long as well as with his feet. So, I mean, Jalen Hurts is is a great like she said plug and play quarterback if you need. Uh, Cam Akers, can you guys hear me? What about Cam Akers, Tyler? Travis, it's me. No, no, no. He's saying he's saying Tyler because I picked up Cam Akers and he was pretty much a big reason as to why I won in one of the leagues. Okay, exactly. So Cam Akers was this was the first week all season long that the Rams have gave one of their running backs, I think it was over sixty or seventy percent of the carries. So we see that trend continuing with Cam Akers, correct? Yeah, pretty pretty much. It's supposed to uh, I mean Sean McVay has said all year that he's going to ride the hot hand at running back and who's got a hotter hand than Cam Akers. He just came off a game where he touched the ball 27 times the week prior. He had 21 touches uh, and, and he's just, he's looked really good. 177 yards. Uh, He didn't touch, he didn't get into the end zone. I think uh, Jared Goff was the one to get it at the goal line, but I think you're not expecting 170 yards out of him rushing going forward, but you are expecting him to land in the end zone at least once or twice throughout this next week. Yeah, and even during when we were hyping up Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers was still the guy who was sniping red zone touches. So even if maybe he doesn't, you know, he's not as hot as he was yet last week, he's still going to get some red zone looks. He's probably going to sneak into the end zone more often than not out of those three guys. And so another running back, Raheem Mostert, we talked about him a little bit last week. He goes down with injury again. He's questionable for this week. If you're a Raheem Mostert owner and uh, looking to replace him with the backup, are you trusting uh, Jarek McKinnon more or Jeff Wilson Jr. more? Uh, for me, I'm going Jeff Wilson Jr. Just based on the fact that after uh, Raheem Mostert went down and even during the game, 
even when Mostert was still there, Jeff Wilson still got 11 carries on the day. So it seemed like they were splitting the time between those two. Of course, Mostert was going to get more touches out of them. But I think that um, Kyle Shanahan likes Jeff Wilson going forward. I got to agree with Tyler. I think I'm going to go with Jeff Wilson Jr., alumni of North Texas University. Got to throw that out there. But if you're looking for anybody else running back-wise, DeAndre Washington from Miami, he's a guy to to possibly look at because there's COVID with uh, Miles Gaskin and some injuries. So, you know, an, another running back situation to kind of look out for if you not if you don't want to just plug and play with the 49ers running backs. And speaking of 49ers, well before uh, before we before we move on, I just wanted to say on Miami's backfield, I'd be a little worried about going with DeAndre Washington cuz Sa- Savon Ahmed is on course to be back this week and we saw that before they picked up DeAndre Washington that's that Ahmed was their guy, was their go-to guy, so I can see them kind of splitting touches or even leaning more towards uh, Ahmed. Okay, we good on running backs? Can I move on? <laughs> okay, so we were speaking of the 49ers, and I'm going to say this now, and you could fade my opinion or not, but as a Brandon Ayuk owner, he needs to be started. As a flex option, as a wide receiver too, especially Debo Samuel, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to play this week. He's still questionable, uh, and he came out of the game. Two weeks back-to-back, he's had touchdowns and a lot of yards. They're getting him going in the offense. It's a mistake that I didn't start him in some leagues. What do you guys think? Yeah, We're no, I – 15 at the moment, and I think I'm finally getting on the Brandon Ayuk bandwagon. Yeah, I was going to say, especially with Debo Samuel being out – you know they're they're starting to they're starting to take those touches that we talked about last week that they actually generate to Debo and it's starting to spread towards Brandon Ayuk and I think especially now knowing like the 49ers have a very very slim chance if any to get into the playoffs and I think they're what, what they're going to be trying to do is get their young rookies more comfortable in the league and so they're going to start getting them more reps and getting them more touches. Um, Kareem Hunt had a huge week. Um, I see him for fantasy owners going forward as a, if you need the big, the high ceiling from a guy in your matchup, he's your guy. If not, if you need it to stay close, you need that low floor, you go with somebody else. Um, I don't know what your guys' opinion on that is. Why don't I hear it? I think I'm I'm still riding Kareem Hunt because he probably took him at a at a decent price, and there's probably not a lot of other people, you know, on your bench or on the waivers that's going to get as much opportunity as Kareem Hunt. And I know he struggled these last few weeks, and he has a big game this week against a tough defense. But I I think I'm still riding with Kareem Hunt. I think that Cleveland offense as a whole is really clicking, and I even think Baker Mayfield. I, I'm probably not trusting him. But I think you're putting more faith in Jarvis Landry and even someone like Rashard Higgins is someone who you can feel a little more confident to you need to flex him. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm not, I would limit my expectations with Kareem Hunt just because he's not putting up those high RB1 or high RB2, low RB1 numbers that he was at the beginning of the season and, and the top five numbers he was putting up when Nick Chubb was out. But I still see him as a very viable low RB2, high-end flex type guy. 
Exactly my point. You're looking for the big, you know, the big bang out of him. He's not going to replace a Dalvin Cook or Aaron Jones or anybody like that. Um, well, I don't have any other topics unless you guys have any. We can get into this week's preview. Unless we have any questions. Do we have questions, Travis? Uh, I don't think so. Did you get any? No, Big Fluff did not ask a question, unfortunately, because I think Big Fluff lost this week and he's given up all hope on fantasy football forever. Oh, I won't see him back next year? I don't know. I mean, he'll, he'll probably try to to ask if it, he can get, you know, a little brother discount because he ain't paying for no fantasy anymore. Yeah, he's big, a big discount? upset. He wants the homie hookup. What do you mean? <laughs> All my friends are in the league. Everybody pays. Not he like, sucks. Uh, yeah, come on, Trav. He doesn't know what he's doing. Help cut, him out. Cut him, cut him some slack, man. Well, then I'll find somebody else. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's get into it then, huh? All righty. Is it my week this week? I think it is. Am I right about that? Hosting the NFL preview show, Tyler Gunderson. Probably should just be again. Yeah, you're too. We have to have you talk because you're just way too low energy right now. We need you to get into it. This is why Travis didn't even write any, like he usually comes with the storylines. He comes with some, some people to pick up. I tried. He got rail. He's saving it all for tomorrow for trapdoor to hell. He got railroaded. And now he's just like, I don't even care. It's hard to care. I'll tell you that. I tried really hard to come up with the brief stuff that I did. And like, when it came down to waivers, I'm just like, obviously everybody else knows what they're doing. I'm the one who doesn't. So, uh, Travis has one bad week, and all, like uh, as if you didn't go eight and three in in our league, and or in or in Johnny Roca's league, or have the most points scored for your team in in the league that we're all in. Yeah, like, but I didn't win when it mattered, Tyler. That's not, but you, that's not on you though. That's on the players on the field, Travis. The best coaches are the worst players. So there you go. You can I tell pre- people what to do, but you just can't do it yourself. I appreciate that. There All right, let's go. let's get into it. Let's let's stop jerking Travis's ego because I still beat the <laughs> shit out of him. All right, we go into Thursday night's matchup. We have the Chargers in Las Vegas against the Raiders, and let's start with our lovely host Travis. What what do you what do you have to say on this game? Uh, this should be a shootout game. the The issue comes with on the Raiders side. Henry Ruggs is not going to play. He's on the COVID list, so I don't know how that affects the rest of the wide receivers on the Raiders. If they're gonna, you know, end up, you know, Aguilar could get tested. Any of these guys can get tested at any moment and, and be out for this game, especially with short notice on Thursday. So if you're if you're thinking about uh, carrying a Raiders wide receiver, which odds are you maybe have one. You should try and back back yourself up with that. I would say, let's say you you want to start rugs in a flex spot. Maybe look and see if your league has um, Mike Williams available. If Mike Williams available. That way you could basically wait till last minute game time and switch him over or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And then from the Chargers' point of view, Justin Herbert might have gotten you to the playoffs, but right now he is not playing like he has been these uh, last few weeks. I don't know if it's the hair. He was fine the week after he cut his hair, and then he just lost all his powers afterwards. Maybe it's Austin Eckler being into the fold to maybe take some opportunities away from him or make him have to make those big plays like he was. But I, I think I'd still have faith in 
uh, Justin Herbert just because this Raiders defense is that bad. And especially if there's more COVID things that happen with them and they're even more depleted, I think you're still riding Justin Herbert in this game. And I heard Austin Eckler was questionable. So be on the lookout for that as well. Yep. Didn't practice on Monday. Didn't really look to see if he practiced today. I wasn't sure. Maybe in a limited fashion. Um, Yeah. So we have Saturday games this week. We get the first of the Saturday games. We have the Buffalo Bills in mile high against the Broncos. Cheese, tell me how that atmosphere is going to affect that game. Well, the atmosphere is always tough when you get there at mile high, but the way Buffalo's playing right now, I don't think it's going to affect him too, too much. I think Josh Allen, he's going to cook. Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, I think those are the three guys you're really looking at. The wide, the running backs, on the other hand, it's always kind of iffy. I think the Broncos have a, a decent enough you know, run defense. I think you're, you can probably look elsewhere and find some better options, but I think the the pass catchers and Josh Allen on Buffalo will be fine in the atmosphere. Yeah. So I, th- I expect Buffalo's defense to tighten down and I think the offense will try and pace this game out. I don't see them getting ahead too early where you're expecting garbage time from anything um, from Denver, like any big garbage time, um, you're basically starting uh, Buffalo guys, and besides that, not much. So John Brown did get activated off the IR today, or I believe it was it was either this morning or it was uh, late yesterday. Uh, who do you guys like better, John Brown or Cole Beasley? I would probably say Cole Beasley, just because he's been in the fold he's been working out he's with the team i think john brown you know just kind of plugging him in there maybe the atmosphere or altitude could be a little rough on him like not joking around that that could be something to look at but i think cole beasley just because he's josh allen's little security blanket i expect john brown to pop off if he doesn't catch it he doesn't get much but they're gonna try and throw two deep balls to him some point during this game if he doesn't catch it and he started him you're screwed if he does, then he's a flex play at the best. But, yeah, I don't see him being as consistent as Cole Beasley would. High risk, high reward coming out of John Brown, it sounds like for you guys. Uh, and then the late game on Saturday, we have the Carolina Panthers at the 10-3 and Green Bay Packers. Trav? So, even if um, even if CMC doesn't play in this game, which he may not, you still, uh, hopefully, you have Mike Davis because you're going to want to start him. The Green Bay Packers defense against the run is absolutely atrocious. So, Carolina should try and run this game into the ground, basically, and keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. And then on Green Bay's front, I think they're going to be perfectly fine. I think everyone you got who you want to start, you can start them. I also want to just take a victory lap because I said, I told you last week. MVS going to have a bigger game than Alan Lazard. Tyler thought the opposite. And guess what? You cashed in MVS with a touchdown. Tyler, any thoughts on that? Yeah, that was a, I mean, I've been riding Alan Lazard all season and I think it's, it's about time I jumped off that train and MVS has had a, a far better season than Alan Lazard has. And so I think MVS should be a guy to look out for on, uh, on waivers this week. If you are having to deal with a, an injury somewhere. 
and hashtag free Aaron Jones because they don't give him enough touches. Jamal Williams gets too many touches. Let Aaron Jones cook. Uh, and then we go into the Sunday matchups. We start with the first 10 o'clock game, the 49ers in Dallas. Cheese, what's it looking like? So the 49ers, I think their defense has definitely come around these last few weeks, and I think they're a lot tougher than people give them credit for. So I think I'm a little more confident in the 49ers playmakers like Brandon Ayuk, like Jeff Olson Jr. going up against that just Swiss cheese of a defense of Dallas. But I think on Dallas's front, you know, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel, that's pretty much it. But I, I think you could get some good production out of the, uh, the 49ers this week. Um, on the Cowboys side, like you talked about Amari Cooper, Andy Dalton has really uh, seemed to like throwing to Amari Cooper, but as the number two guy, he's not throwing it to CeeDee Lamb. So um, Randall Cobb's the other guy over there, correct? Yes. Michael Gallup. Michael, Michael Gallup. Gallup. Sorry, excuse me. Michael Gallup. If you're looking for a flex spot, the 49ers, I think, can cover Amari Cooper. I think Michael Gallup would be the second option over CeeDee Lamb. And we already talked about Brandon Ayuk. Must start. All right, we go into our next game where we have the Seattle Seahawks going into a red-hot Washington football team. Trav, well, let the people know. Real quick, I wanted to start with this. Tyler Lockett owners out there. We, we can't you can't expect anything from Tyler Lockett at this point. There's no signs of him having big day. You can't keep throwing him out there and him putting up mediocre numbers. David Moore seems to be getting more looks than Tyler Lockett, and that's kind of sad. Very sad. Um on the other side, you know, Russell Wilson's always going to start. Chris Carson, do we know if Chris Carson's still healthy? He had, a, he had a decent game last week, I believe, didn't he? He got in the end zone, ran all over the, the poor New York yeah, Jets. This, this is about the time where Pete Carroll tries to start mixing the offense back up. So Chris Carson will get more work, I believe, for the Seahawks. And 12 for 76 with a touchdown last week. Exactly. So DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson – and Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, probably not something you're looking at at a flex spot anymore. And then on the football team, Alex Smith has has a calf injury on his bad leg, which I guess like they took calf muscle to repair the leg. So that's kind of it, – it's very complicated, which I don't play a doctor on TV, so I don't exactly know what's going on there. But Dwayne Haskins, not very good quarterback, but he does love Terry McLaurin from early on in the season. So I don't know. Terry McLaurin has had a down – past couple weeks maybe he gets you know against that terrible seattle secondary maybe it's a good bounce back for him but you know we got antonio gibson questionable out don't know what his status is at the moment but i think it definitely relies on what the quarterback situation is because i think you're more likely to get more steady production if alex smith is under center Yep, I couldn't have said it better myself. So let's go on to the next matchup. We have a divisional matchup between the Chicago Bears in Minnesota against the Vikings. Let's run it back to Cheese. So the Chicago defense hasn't been fantastic like we thought they would be, but the offense has actually been keeping up quite a bit, I think. I do not know what my brother is doing next door. He's making all these types of weird noises, but uh, 
Hammer time. Hey, He's doing SpongeBob. Oh, no. Uh, I think that Allen Robinson, you know, he's picked up Dave Montgomery. He's going to get so many touches that he's going to be able to be viable, even though it might, might not be efficient. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, probably don't want to trot him out there, but I think you can have some confidence right now in that Chicago Bears offense. Yeah, um, David Montgomery's been getting the wheels going lately for Chicago. Um, I don't see him having as big as a week as he had before in the last couple of weeks. He should get knocked a little bit more down to earth. So if you're running him out there as your RV one, probably not going to keep continuing like that. And on the Viking side of the ball, they should try and spread the ball out. Um, keep it moving. Give it to Dalvin cook. I mean, we just seen Dalvin cook against, um, against the Buccaneers. Who's one of the better run defenses in the league and he still almost went for 100 yards correct 70 101 101. he did go for 100 yards excuse me so i don't think no matter how good the bears defense is capable playing at the top dalvin cook is still going to be you know very productive um which should set up play action and should set up kirk cousins i i hope i hope i would take kirk cousins this week as a flyer to go big yeah, I like Kirk Cousins as a flyer. I also like Mitch Trubisky, surprisingly, as a flyer. He's like she said, their offense has been rolling a little bit, and they actually had their defense actually had a decent week last week against the, uh, I believe it was Houston, right? Didn't they play Houston last week? Yeah, you should know because Houston. that's the reason you didn't get thirty thousand dollars, Tyler. Well, that wasn't the only reason, but it was the main reason. It was the one that hurt me the most. All right, we go to our next game, which is another divisional matchup, this time an AFC East matchup where the New England Patriots go into Miami. Trav. I want to keep continue riding the Dolphins. I mean, they did a fantastic job against the Chiefs, their defense, that is. They picked off Patrick Mahomes three times. Now, when the Dolphins are able to do that because KC will keep throwing the ball around and and whatnot. So Patriots probably going to try and keep the ball on the ground, probably going to not try and turn the ball over. That's what Bill Belichick does, but Dolphins defense should limit the points on them. So I like that. But I think on the other side of the ball as well, uh, Bill Belichick should have them tightened up for Dolphins. So I, I think last week I talked about, um, uh, what's the wide receiver? Uh, Devontae Parker not being liked, you know, by uh, Tua and Gasecki is the target. Now it's going to be hard for the Patriots to uh, guard Mike Gasecki because we've seen what the Raiders did against the Patriots with Darren Waller. I think that trend continues, but the rest of the Dolphins' offense, I think, stay away. Yeah, I think as a whole, probably the the person I like the most in this entire matchup is that Dolphins defense. I think because the Patriots are so kind of one-dimensional, they can just hone in, load up the box, and try to stop them. And if Cam does try to throw, he's had his issues. They can probably pick him off or get some sacks or something like that. But I think Travis kind of just nailed it with the defense and Mike Gusecki, I think, on the Patriots. And, I mean, was it Damian Harris, the lead running back over? That's probably the only other guy you're probably looking at. Yeah, you got it, Damian Harris. Because I know they have like Nikhil Harris, Nikhil Harry. They're so they're similar. all over. The, they're all over the place. Um, yeah, I like both defenses. I mean, we just saw 
not no more than two weeks ago what uh, Bill Belichick was able to dial up for uh, Justin Herbert as a rookie quarterback. Can only imagine what he's going to do to Tua, and if Tua even makes it through the entire game. Uh, we go to our next game where a Gardner Minshew led Jacksonville Jaguars go into Baltimore and face off against the man who shit his pants at halftime, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. He didn't pull no Paul Pierce. It was just cramps. He didn't pull no Paul Pierce. Okay. Sure. Sure. Air quotes, air quotes. Mm-hmm. You're stealing curveballs in church. That's Instagram's gimmick. Tyler. Come on. I, just, I steal everybody's gimmick. But Lamar Jackson actually kind of remembered that he is a unanimous MVP and sort of played like it yesterday on Monday Night Football. So uh, I, I think you can have some some serious confidence starting Lamar Jackson this weekend. Kind of everybody, you know, who runs the ball there. I think J.K. Dobbins has emerged as the lead back there. But once again, Gus Edwards sniped two touchdowns away from him. But when it comes to touches, snaps, it was J.K. Dobbins' day. And you could get a little worried that they're running up big on Jacksonville, but I think the way they do that is running the ball. And I think if they get up big in three quarters, JK will put up enough points that you'll be satisfied with. Yeah. I I was going to agree with you there, especially JK Dobbins going to move the ball down the field, him and Lamar Jackson, just taking eating chunks with their own running game. And then either Gus Edwards or Mark Andrews will snipe a red zone touchdown from him. But I think you said it perfectly when you said their yardage should uh, withhold you enough. And James Robinson continues to be a beast for the Jaguars. So you want to keep rolling with him. And I keep buried Marquise Brown. I don't care. He's had three touchdowns in three straight games. They're all flukes. Don't start yeah. him with confidence. Nope. No. No. Um, I wanted to pose the question about the Jacksonville wide receivers. Cause we saw Gardner Minshew earlier in the season was able to, keep guys like Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chenault in the talks for, for possible flexes. Do you guys, would you guys be comfortable going with any of those guys in your flex spots? I just don't know how healthy Gardner Minshew is to be slinging the rock around. That's my issue. Uh, It doesn't hold any upside really. Cheese. Do you have any opinion on it? I mean, it's tough because you got the Baltimore defense, which you would think is tough. Marcus Peters, you think they're going to shut him down, but they got sliced and diced by Cleveland Browns this week. Now, I think Cleveland much better team than Jacksonville, but Gardner Minshew just doesn't give a fuck and just throws it all over the place. So, and more often than not, he'll make the completion. So, I mean, if you hold, if you've held on to you know some of those guys, a possible flex option, but I think you're chasing chase an upside but i don't think a lot of them really have that high of an upside all righty uh let's go to our next matchup where we see the tampa bay buccaneers go into atlanta and face off against the falcons try to take the reins on this one now this is a, this is a a weird i i okay i, I got this i think that the Buccaneers will be able to get back to defensive form. And I think they have a big day with a couple turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. Now, as for the wide receiver situation with all these guys, I have no idea what the hell's going on. I think the only one you can actually trust at this point is Mike Evans, which contradicts everything I've ever fucking believed since the beginning of the season. But he seems to be the only consistent one and Rob Gronkowski in the receiving court. 
because Tom loves Rob. And then we're going to, I'm going to give you some kicker love, or at least some kicker news because Ryan Suckup, I believe is in the COVID protocol. So it might not be looking good for the entire special teams unit of the Buccaneers. So possibly, which means a lot of fourth down attempts, you know, going a lot of running the ball. I think Ronald Jones pains me because I, I just let him go earlier in the season because of Leonard Fournette, but Ronald Jones is the, is the guy right now. And I mean, Leonard Fournette, healthy scratch. He got, he got picked off or, you know, sat down in favor of LaShawn McCoy. Like what the hell? Tough yeah, they, they really do not like Fournette. That's fucking great. Yeah. So I know I have a lot of stake in that game. Might have to start Matt Ryan. Who knows? But another quarterback that I have, Matt Stafford, and the Detroit Lions are going into Tennessee to face the Titans. Matt Stafford, questionable to play. How does this affect fantasy? Well, he has that rib injury. He is questionable, and the Lions might not officially be out of the playoff pitcher at this point, but they're, they're definitely out of it. And I think if you want to save the future, you know, sit Matt, Matt Stafford, don't have him play. But this Tennessee defense is something to take advantage of, and the – they have the passing game and even, you know, DeAndre Swift, they have a little bit of a running game to take advantage, maybe pile up some points. But I think I'm looking more at Tennessee. I think this Detroit Lions defense, not the best. I think they have, a, I mean, they were able to kind of shut down Aaron Jones a little bit. So maybe Derrick Henry takes a st- slight step back from what he did last week. But I mean, he had godlike numbers last week, so it's going to be hard for him to match that again. Aaron Jones is no Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones is very good, but he's not Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry should go off. But I agree though, not like your godlike numbers, but he should carry the ball fucking ton in this game. Uh so much so that I think the wide receivers for the Titans take a hit, a little bit of a hit. I still think they're startable. AJ Brown is definitely wide receiver one, wide receiver two. And yeah, um, Corey Davis should be a flex option, especially. We're going to trust Corey Davis after the stinker he put up last week? I think we can. I think we can. All righty then. We go to our next matchup, which sees the Houston Texans go into Indianapolis and play the Colts. Cheese, let the people know. Tough matchup for Deshaun Watson. Uh, I mean, David Johnson still questionable. That doesn't mean a whole lot to his overall production, but uh, I think Indianapolis is going to have another very productive offensive game this week. I mean, T Y Hilton undertake gif coming back from the dead. He is fantasy relevant. And I think Matthew Berry said it best. Uh, he, he's lighting up all the, the consolation brackets right now because he was not very good at the beginning of the year, but he is lighting it up right now in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, now this this could be a little closer than you know than you would look on it on paper just because the divisional matchup. So um, I think Kiki QT should go off for a little bit, maybe a touchdown, maybe 50, 60 yards or so. But this should be all Colts. And Jonathan Taylor looking like the rookie they draft him to be. Yeah, he's starting to get a majority of the touches. We saw him run wild last week against the Raiders. Uh, but I did have one thing, 
G said that he thinks this is going to be a tough matchup for Deshaun Watson. I tend to disagree. We just saw Derek Carr throw for over 300 yards against this Colts defense. I can see, and I think Deshaun Watson is definitely a better quarterback. And I can see yeah, him having a better day. I Deshaun think it's more the Watson, weapons. Exactly what I was going to say. Deshaun Watson does not have his guys there. Brandon Cooks has the opportunity to be back this week. Has the opportunity. Well, yeah, whether or not he'll be back is, is a big question mark, but that that could play a factor. And then we have the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles going into a landsliding Arizona Cardinals team. Trav, does Jalen Hurts repeat his report, performance? I think Jalen Hurts uh, repeats, his, re- repeats his performance. I think – I hope uh, – sorry – I believe that Miles Sanders should have a good day against the Cardinals. They're going to try and mix it up, and they're going to confuse the shit out of uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, uh, For the receiving core for the Eagles, I don't trust anybody yet in particular, so stay away from that. Yeah, I mean, it's one week, so it's kind of hard to really take anything away. I think I'm trusting anybody. I'm putting more trust in in the tight ends, Uh, or even Jalen Rager. I think Jalen Rager is kind of a guy that's – maybe taking the lead over there, but on Arizona's front, yeah, Tyler said it not, not doing so, not doing so great, but Kyler Murray is still getting his Deandre Hopkins is going to get his, you know, more often than not. But uh, I I think Philly has, you know, a a sneaky tough defense and I think they can give him fits this week. I mean, see what they did to the saints. Yep. Uh, I mean, they were able to contain a running quarterback Oh, wait, no. Yeah, running quarterback in Taysom Hill, and hopefully they can do the same against uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, next, we go to an even worse team than the Cardinals. We have the New York Jets going to L.A. and facing off against a very hot Rams team. Jeez. Can, can, Cam, can Cam Akers run wild again? Can he? I mean, I guess he can, but will he? Absolutely, because it's the Jets. I think the Jets I, – I mean, I, I've been kind of a proponent of Jameson Crowder and Brashad Perriman. Stay away from all those guys because the Rams' defense is no joke. You saw them, what they did to the the New England Patriots. And the Patriots, you know, they, they're, an okay, they're an okay offense, much better than the Jets, and I think everybody on L.A. I think you're worried about the pass catchers just because they can get out to such a large lead. But it only takes, you know, a big play here and there for Cup and Robert Woods to – you know, be valuable. And I think even Josh Reynolds, because he's the third guy, maybe he gets a lot more garbage time touches. He's a viable flex option, I think, as well. Stay away from the Jets is right. The Rams, everything on the Rams is a start, I would think, um, especially the defense. They should be able to turn over the Jets a couple times. All righty. We go into a what could be a very, very good matchup in the Kansas City Chiefs going to New Orleans to face. Not sure if it's Taysom Hill. Not sure if Drew Brees makes his comeback this week. What What do you think, Trav? What do you think? You think Drew Brees comes back this week? I, I don't think so. I think they'd stay away. They're still winning. And honestly, it the like – the who's the next person in line? The Saints are the first seed, right? Or the second seed? Saints in have the, the NFC. Saints have the second seed at the moment. First seed belongs to the, the Packers. Green Bay Packers. Oh, uh, which are tied. Ugh. Maybe they will go with Drew Brees. What have you guys heard from Drew Brees? 
So I know that they were talking about the fact that he could have came off IR last week, but they're unsure. He he did not practice, or he did come off IR, but he didn't practice very much last week. Uh, all right, I think so. I don't know. Let me talk about the Kansas City Chiefs because they are able to turn Go it ahead. on at any moment. I'll let you know. Cheese is the uh, the native Saints fan, even though he's got a Raiders jersey, a uh, Raiders sweatshirt on right now. Noted Saints Reggie, fan. So, Reggie Bush is up there. Look, there's uh, Reggie right there. So I'll let him talk Reggie, about it when he gets Reggie. a chance. But, but Tyreek Hill is absolutely insane, and they just keep turning it on whenever they pick and choose. Now, the Saints defense is good, so I look for them to use Mikko Hardman a little bit more in this game. He's I think he's definitely a flex option. And... Um, just be careful with CEH. Don't put him out there and expect him to be your RB1. Yeah, I think the Saints are going to be able to shut down CEH, but I think the passing game, it's really hard to, to put a cap on Patrick Mahomes. I, 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 can pretty, I, I can see this being like either a shootout or just the, the Chiefs just running away with it. Like I don't see Taysom Hill keeping up with Patrick Mahomes like Drew Brees was able to you know, in that 49ers game last year where it was like whatever, 40-something to 40-something. But uh, I think on the Saints front, Taysom Hill still viable just because of his legs. Uh, Kansas City's defense has gotten better. You're not like super scared of them, but you probably should be. And Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, you know, you're going to start them, but it's Taysom Hill. You just never know. So... Per the NFL Network, the Saints are hoping Drew Brees returns to practice this week, but unless he is all the way back, Taysom Hill will start. Does anything change if it is Drew Brees this week? I think your confident level, confidence level changes, but that's about it. Are you guys willing to start Drew Brees if you have him? I, th- I think it's more just what the reports say. I mean, if, if he's starting, he's probably healthy enough to play, but also it kind of limits his – He's not really the most mobile guy in the world anyways, but maybe he's going to be a little more skittish, throw the ball away earlier, and you know maybe not make the correct read just because he's a little cautious of the, the pass, pass rush. All righty, let's get into next week's Sunday night game where we have the Browns in prime time again going against what was a, a hot New York Giants team, but Looked pretty slow last week with Daniel Jones at QB. Jeez, does Daniel Jones get right against Cleveland? I, I mean, I don't know if he, he gets right. He did not look very good last week. But, I mean, I said it earlier on in the show where I, I'm very confident right now in the Cleveland Browns offense at the moment. Baker Mayfield, you know, the running backs, obviously, but I think the passing attack was definitely something you're worried about. And I think Jarvis Landry and Rashard Higgins are, are – some guys to look out for. And I think going up against the giants defense, which has gotten better. I still think they can take advantage because they are able to light up the Ravens defense. So if they can do it to the Ravens, I think they can definitely stay hot and do it against the giants. Daniel Jones. All right. Here we go. Here Daniel, we go. Daniel Jones. I started him last week in one of my leagues over Kyler Murray. Which one was that? Who are you playing? Yeah, let's just Tyler. That was my first. That was my first. My number one seed. Did not matter that he scored negative two points, and Kyler Murray scored twenty two or whatever. Because I still 
only had two wide receivers score four, but that's that's besides the point. I'm I'm digressing here. Daniel Jones, I thought when I started him was going to be healthy enough to play when they decided to announce him as the starter and that he was back. What well, he was not, he was not at all. He was very limited on his feet, and the the Cardinals were able to put a lot of pressure on him. Cardinals not being a team that puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks often. So when they go face the Browns who are notorious for being able to put pressure on the quarterback, Daniel Jones, not being a hundred percent and they're going to keep going with them should be a complete meltdown for the giants. I think, I think the Browns could turn the ball over a couple of times their defense. There you go. For the people who stuck around and listened, Browns definitely pick them up for their defense this week. And then we go into our Monday night matchup where we've seen uh, what was once an 11 and 0 Steelers team now 11 and two playing in Cincinnati against a putrid Cincinnati Bengals team that might not even have their backup Brandon Allen starting. Um, I it's think me. We, I think we go back to Travis on this. Yeah, it's me. James Connor is supposed to be back this week. I think was back last week, but was, was he back? back in was he back in the stat lines? No. No. But I think at some point Mike Tomlin has to realize that he's got to get James Connor going. And I think this is the perfect game to get the running uh, game started. So I would look for him to have a big bounce back week. This is a big get-right game for the Steelers. So I have not liked what I've seen from their offense these last few weeks. And, I mean, they're facing the Bengals. It should be a get-right game. James Conner has not been very good these last few weeks. And the wide receivers were talking about how the this wide receiver, the Steelers' offense could help you start three viable fantasy wide receivers. And right now, it's like one at best. But I think Steelers bounce back. They're going to have a big game. They're going to get – their guys in the mix, but uh, yeah, it might not be pretty, but I, I think they'll, the Bengals are so bad that they'll put up points. And if uh, for some reason you have the Steelers defense and we're thinking about not starting them, that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that just, that, if you have the Steelers defense and you're not starting them, you're, you're out of your goddamn. Yeah. It felt, it felt like you had to say it though. So. Yeah. You never know. So there, there are people out there who make last minute decisions that just, don't make much sense. It made sense. Did you hear my? <laughs> I know your explanation. First of Travis. all, everywhere I read, everywhere I read, the G the G Men's defense is good. They're good to go. We should watch out. Kyler Murray's been slow. He should have a down week. They should be able to contain him. What the fuck happens? None of that shit happens, and I get fucked. The G-men, the G-men, they they incepted that into your brain, Travis, because you said it last week on this very podcast, and I I had told you I said I don't I don't I don't know if I want to believe it yet. I didn't want to believe the G-men yet. It all starts with them starting Daniel Jones when he's not healthy. Yeah. It all sort of stems from there outwards. The, the every time they cut away to that game, Kyler Murray was on the fucking field because they couldn't hold the ball. They were they were basically punting on third downs. They suck so bad. The Giants' offense just uh, and they couldn't get very much on the on the running game as well. Wayne well couldn't get nothing going with Daniel Jones in the past game. So loading the box, Arizona loading the box, in. loading the box on Wayne Gallman. 
Cheese. Chris Boswell, big game on Monday. There you go. There's your kicker talk. Chris Boswell, big game. Chris Boswell. Excellent job. Randy Bullock. Does, does, does Fat Randy come back this week? I don't even think I don't even think the Bengals will get into the red zone. I just no. don't hey, trap game. Steelers go 0 and 3. <laughs> the Steelers because on trap I mean door with to the hell, way I've been jinxing people. <laughs> because of what happened on trap door to hell with me and Travis saying there's no way they they don't go undefeated the rest of the season. I think they just lose out. I think they lose out. I don't know why I don't know why the football gods hate me. But they do. They they despise me. So All right. Anything else, guys? There's a little doom and dread for me. No, oh, that's off the air. Is next week our final week? Or are we doing a week 17 update? What are we doing? I, th- I think we'll do a short. We could do a short one on week 17. By the way, um, I have a birthday next Tuesday, so I can't make it. So it's gonna be you two riding for that one. Oh shit! I'll try and put some. Yeah. Stat- I'll try and put some stuff together uh, so you could read it like hey these are travis's but uh, yeah i gotta stay tuned gotta, for uh, tyler doing a travis impersonation I got oh you. yeah baby <laughs> i do a pretty good i do a pretty good travis impersonation hold up hold up hold up let's see if you can guess don't look cover your cover your screen cheese let's see if you can guess who's talking not you tyler <laughs> why am i covering my screen <laughs> you all right who's talking tell me who's fucking talking Who was that? You're muted. Adam Sandler. That was Damn Adam. It. Oh. That was Adam Sandler. We had a special guest. He fucking knew it. It's not fair. Cheese, cheese knows us too well. Um. All right. Well, for points and doinks, have a good fantasy week, guys.